Uh-oh. Bye. Emergency. Pause. Yep. <laughs> Puppy, no! Puppy outside! That's why he was whining at the door. Okay. Where did you think gold? Now I gotta clean it. You can keep telling the story, I just won't be able to interject. I mean, it's enjoyable and you should hear it, so... Oh, I can hear it. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Thanks Oh. I also have to clean up a little bit of puppy piss. I mean, you we can still hear you actually. So this is gold. This is and, this is an episode of Kitchen Experience. I yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Welcome to Bonus Experience. We're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. Yeah, we are. What else are we? We're also queer women speaking with authority about games. Yeah, fuck yeah, we are. Uh, also, we swear. Die mad about mm, it. Die mad about it. Yeah. Uh, who, who are you? I'm Ray. Yeah? I'm an industry professional. <gasps> I'm a game designer, a narrative designer. Yeah. I write fiction. What's some cool? What's some cool stuff you did? Oh, what's some cool stuff I've done? Yeah. Well, you can find uh, that I wrote um, a huge and important section in uh, Cult of the Blood Gods, Cult mm-hmm. of the Blood Gods, which will be out soon. I don't know. Also, I'm working on Essence. You are. And my name is in a couple of Scion books. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for Titanomachy, though. Oh my gosh. Okay. How about you? Who are you? I don't I'm, know who you are. I'm really. I'm. I'm who are you? Google, Google me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm. I stole Neil's line. I'm. I'm Monica. I'm also an industry professional. Uh, I've done some cool stuff too, you know. Uh, Way more than me. Yeah. I have. I have. Uh, I have a uh, list of productions that's CVS receipt long. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, my name's in things like Trinity Continuum and Trinity Aeon, a game about psionic psycho- psychics, not astrological psychics. Did you say psionics? I did. <laughs> uh, and a bunch a of game si- about psychics. Psychics and and a bunch of uh, Scion books too, including being in charge of Titanomachy, which is going to be a really fucking good. I'm book. so excited. Uh, and I'm also one of the developers of Exalted Essence, which I'm really fucking excited about, and I would really like to talk about it right now in today's... I keep oh. I keep picking up more and more word count for Essence. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone drops out, I'm like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it! <laughs> uh, so, so. Uh, yeah, T- today's topic is, is going to be a breakdown of how all games have rules, and how mechanics are just tools in your toolbox. Uh, The trick is using those tools to do the job that you're trying to do. And we're going to help you figure out how. Bing. Okay. Well, (laughs) I mean, so first of all, like, I thought, I thought this was kind of a (laughs) no-brainer. Why are, why are we having to explain to people how mechanics are good? Oh, you see, Ray, I spend too much time on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, do you? (laughs) I do. Uh, And I feel like, I feel like mechanics get a really bad rap. Uh, and I feel like this is because people are using them badly and always have. 
Uh, Do you mean using, like, implementing them or writing them? uh, Implementing them. Oh, okay. So, like, the difference between implementing it and writing it, I feel like, is kind of academic. (laughs) But yes, the answer is yes. And if we want to riff on that a little more later, we can. I meant more, have they been written by the devs Uh in a way that is obtuse? Or are players and GMs interpreting them in a way that is not conducive to their play? I mean, the answer to that question is still yes. <laughs> I got it. I mean, so this is probably going to be a really Monica-heavy episode, so I hope you're here for my smooth, dorky voice. I hope you're here for the sound of all the puppies whining in the background. Uh, like I said, you're the one who edits this, so you play it yourself. I played myself. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's start by defining what mechanics means. Like, oh. what the fuck are we talking about? I mean, that's, that's fair. Um, so I would describe game mechanics as literally any rule that helps shape the experience of playing your game. Um, so that's anything from, like, base attack bonuses. That's a mechanic. Um, but so is the refresh scene from Lady Blackbird, where if you need to get your dice back, you and another character have to have a scene where you have a moment of character development uh, that plays very much like a microscope scene until you resolve it. And then once the two players are satisfied, you get your dice back. Also, I was actually thinking, <laughs> like, I immediately jumped to microscope because I know when you actually drill all the way down and go to role play a scene in microscope, there's like very few rules for how the scene goes. But right. one of my favorites is that you can't start a scene unless there's a question to be answered that's considered a mechanic. Yeah, right? totally. Like that that creates the experience of playing that. Like the the rule of a microscope scene is you have to answer a question, right? Like yeah. you don't if you are playing microscope by the rules, you don't just get to be like, well, let's just role play meeting each other because that's not a question, right? Right. It, or, or like <clears throat> let's role play through this discussion. Unless there is a question to be answered, you don't just get to decide that you have a scene. I mean, you can, but then you're changing it if you want to. Right, yeah. Then yeah. You, then you're just kind of freeform role-playing, which is its own monster. Right. Well, maybe we'll do an episode on that later. I feel like we should. Ooh, yeah. That'd yeah. Be fun. Um, so I also really want to stress up front that this doesn't just mean combat mechanics or anything that involves in-depth numbers, given that we just literally talked about the scene rule from Microscope. Um, <laughs> and again, I feel like game rules just get... the the short end of the stick because people don't understand that they're literally just a tool to be used, which means there's definitely wrong applications for them. Like, so this uh, is why I get so head up over people using D and D for everything. (laughs) Because those mechanics aren't for every application. Right. This is like someone being like, ah, well I tried to, to drill uh, a hole in my wall, but I used a jackhammer. I gotta say, every time every time we start talking shit about how D and D isn't for everything, I think back to having Kitty on talking about uh, D and Destiny and how like like every time we're like Dungeons and Dragons, oh, I can like I can sense her like somewhere just being like oh, they're talking about D and D. We love you, Kitty, very much. Well, like that, we but you, I Kitty, also said to her in that episode that like D and D for Destiny is using that tool correctly. Yeah, she okay, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, like I'll drop in like what number that is. I think yeah, it's in season one. I think it's season it's one. It's a really good episode. It's a really right? good episode, like, yeah. For all that we talk shit about D and D, it's like the one episode that's like actually D and D is pretty good. <laughs> Cause Kitty was able to come on and, and, and like 
and uh, she knows her shit, man. I mean, I, I like, I know I love to hate on D&D. We love to hate on D&D. But the truth of the matter is, is just like any other game, it's a tool, which means there are points in which that it will be good for the job that you need it to do. And exactly. like making a hack of destiny is a great choice for 5e. Yes, an unexpectedly good choice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not using a jackhammer to put up a picture and then being like, "Why did this make me so tired?" <laughs> <laughs> why is my wall gone? <laughs> why is my wall Why didn't this work the way I wanted it to? So in that sense, yeah. Why don't we talk about some good examples of game rules that work well, like tools that actually fit their job? Yeah, uh, okay. You know, the rules that sync up with the experience that they're trying to create. Yeah. I want to talk about essence right now so badly <laughs> oh my god it's a, it's a good thing we're gonna have an essence episode later I, right? we are definitely once we can wrangle the other two developers onto our show i'm so excited we definitely because then we can talk about anything and if i bring something up that i'm not supposed to talk about they can go you have to cut that and uh, i'll know exactly what i can and can't talk about <laughs> oh okay, let's talk about anyway yeah let's talk about seven to nine in, in powered by the apocalypse because phew, Wow, that that like is the thing that really makes the system sing, in my opinion. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because mathematically, you're gonna spend most of your time in this red zone of well, you pass, but not quite. Um, meaning that if you use this as your game engine, success with consequences are at a cost is important to the way your game plays. God, it's so brilliant too. Like just reading through a game and reading what the seven to nine results of the new moves will get you is such a great way of getting a feel for what this game is about. Mm -hmm. Because the successes are like, okay, great, you did it. But the I, I especially love the moves that are like, on a seven to nine, pick one, or the GM picks one, or something like that. And then it's a list of like, like a ghost gets you, a vampire <laughs> bites you. Like, it's like, oh, okay, now I know what I'm dealing with in this game. Based on, based just on like, here's some of the failures that could happen for this move. It's really good. <laughs> I fucking love Power by the... We all knew this. Yeah, we need this. Welcome to our third podcast within a podcast. Hi, I love Powered by the Apocalypse. <laughs> I'm Ray, and yeah. I love Powered by the Apocalypse. So I think if, if you are if you want to play a game where full success matters more than success with consequence, or you want something where success is very swingy, then you don't want to use PBTA. No. Nah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's the wrong tool. Yep, yep. Although really, I've... I tend to talk about PBTA as though it is the answer to every pre like every problem yeah. you could possibly have. <laughs> right. But PBTA doesn't handle things like like hyper crunchy loot systems. Yeah. Or, you know, random tables. Or that's not even a thing that you could turn to PBTA for. Or like combat that's got an element of random like extreme randomness, like the way a D twenty goes. Right. Like critical hits. And yeah. Stuff. Um or even, like, if you want there to be a chance of things to explode back on the, the GM's half because the GM doesn't roll. Right. Like, and all those or things are, like, worthwhile things to want to have in numbers. your game. Or big numbers. Big numbers, not a PBTA thing. Big numbers, yeah. not a PBTA thing. Like, those are all things to take into consideration when you're thinking about using that. Like, if you want big numbers to matter, PBTA ain't it, fam. <laughs> yeah. I also really like... Um... Forged in the dark stress mechanic mm -hmm. for this. Um, yeah. At the uh, at the absolutely fucking excellent Forged in the Dark panel that I attended in Metatopia 2019. Who remembers cons? Um, <sighs> I, really, I hope it's still on this year, but I am just not even. <sighs> on it. 
they but anyway they the panelists uh both identified they identified stress as one of like the only three mechanics you need for a mm-hmm. forge in the dark game i don't remember what the other two are because the notebook isn't in front of me but i remember like they were like you could cut literally everything else out but these three um, because stress is stress is a really important currency that allows you to push yourself or ignore consequences. So you can potentially do something above and beyond what normally you could accomplish or allow something bad to basically just wash over you instead of take effect. So it gives you the room to play these daring scoundrels that tend to be what the narrative of Fortune the Dark games support. That's right. not... 100% because there are a couple of games now that are not so much scoundrels as they are like, you know, you're just, a, you know, a bunch of daring do-gooders. But <laughs> it's, the, it's the whole daring and risk-taking thing. Right. And, the, and if you build up stress too much, something bad happens. Exactly. It's so it's, you only have so much of it. Right. So if you, are, if you want to create a game where you spend a resource to push yourself, but you don't really want the risk that comes after it, or the fact that like... I gotta watch how I use this resource because it is a risk reward type thing. This is gonna do. I'm a, I'm a I'm a daring but or but fairly ordinary person. Like the 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 Blades in the Dark characters are ordinary human beings. They are not supernatural. They're just daring yeah. and kind of badass. Um, yeah. So if you don't want the fact that you have this this very important resource that is precious because it's used for a ton of stuff uh, that has extreme risk to your character if you use too much of it. And mm-hmm. that that is mandatory for using this this engine, and that's not something you're interested in engaging with. Then Forged in the Dark is the wrong tool. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we really love? Well, I had two others, but I don't know if I can talk to them or talk about them with as much authority. I mean, um, we let's definitely talk about Story Path because I see you have it on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrote Storyteller. That is yeah, not it's, correct. It's, it's, it's Story fine. Path. Stupid. <laughs> That's good enough. Um, I really like, uh, I love the enhancements in Story Path. I love that it's just a, you don't think about it too much. You just get a plus one enhancement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not getting in the way of like, now we have to sit and think about what to call this enhancement. Like we would in like Fate, where you'd have to think of a name for your aspect or think right. of a name for your boost. Yeah. Um, I love complications where it's not like just a penalty to your role. Like, oh no, it's harder to do. It's just here's a thing on top of it. You will still succeed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the barbed wire on the fence isn't going to keep you from jumping over the fence, mm-hmm. but it represents an additional complication to, are you going to try to deal with that? Or are you going to let it cut your hands as you jump over the fence? Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, I like the idea of using like threshold success dice to do better things like an extra currency. Um, I feel like these overall make your role result have more, narrative use mm-hmm. beyond oh well you only needed two successes but you got seven so i guess i'll just narrate your success really well <laughs> like it it really um because story path is a very like like narrative for not narrative forward but you know it, it supports these cinematic effects the these mechanics only bolster that yeah um i really like the way and then when you were writing let me back that up. And when you are writing material for Story Path, you know that the basic system, the basic like engine, is roll dice, count successes, spend those successes for effect. Right. Uh, and uh, so when you're writing things for it, you can understand inherently, like, okay, well, I know the dice probability gives me one for every three dice on average. Characters have like about six to eight dice, so you're looking for like like two successes is kind of on the upper end of things. 
other like and then you have enhancement which then adds more or whatever but you can basically think in your head i know how to make something rare and hard to acquire or how to make it easy to come by so like if i have an effect that i want characters to use on basically every roll i just make it cost one yeah if i want something to be difficult to pull off i make it four yeah yeah uh, and so there's, like, it's really from the the back end, the, like, under the hood perspective, StoryPath's really kind of pretty brilliant to design that way. Um, and StoryPath also, I think, really captures the feel of the way people remember White Wolf games playing. Yeah. <laughs> because there were so many STs that were like, well, you generated a lot more successes than necessary. I guess I'll come up with a bonus for this. Right. Uh, and, uh... It's 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 really good for that. Um, do you think that's a that you do, do you think that's a facet of the fact that a lot of StoryPath developers are old school White Wolf players? Yes, it is exactly that. <laughs> uh, so like, StoryPath also is games are games meant for playing, like starting at the very base level. Like talents are the base level of StoryPath characters. Um, that are, mm-hmm. they're they're what you play in Trinity Continuum, uh, and they're like the characters from Leverage or Burn Notice. Um, or Ocean's 8, where, like, they're regular people. There's nothing magical or special about them. But, like, they are heroic in the sense that they are, like, capable of doing things that are borderline unbelievable. Right. Um, which is what's dramatic edits. Right. Which is what's really fun about watching those kind of shows, right? Like, you, you, you want to see someone do impossible acrobatics to get over the laser wires to steal the gem, right? Like that. Right. That's, that's, that's fun. Is it realistic? And, and then no. You want, you want <laughs> to see them also have, you know, the problems a normal person would when, you know, some extremely hot adversary shows up and they're like, Haga, you're hot, huh? Like, because that's a normal person response. <laughs> right. So if, if your game doesn't consider that the baseline of human competence is, like, talent porn, <laughs> then StoryPath <laughs> is the wrong tool. Right. StoryPath <laughs> is for competent characters. Right. It starts at baseline super competent human and only goes up from there because you have aberrants who are literal fucking superheroes and scions who are also literal demigods. Now, here's where it gets tricky because I brought up that I love the Fate Fractal. Okay. I love this extremely simple tool in Fate for drilling down on the elements of your game that are the most important. Um, for example, giving an aspect and a stress track to a dungeon that your okay. players are exploring. I like that this gives you not only the tools, but the permission to specifically tailor your game to your needs. Mm-hmm. Fate is such a weird game to say, well, it's not good for blah, blah, blah. Because Fate, I mean, ugh. Fate is such a blank slate to begin with. Right, it was intentionally... Go ahead, finish your thought. No, I want to see what you were saying. Oh, I was just going to say it's intentionally a system meant to be for other systems. Like, it's a, it's a blank slate on purpose. Right. Anyway, okay. So, it can be hard to think of things that aren't good for fate. If you're looking for things that are super crunchy, just at the get-go, right. then perhaps fate is not for you. <laughs> well, so here's, here's things that fate doesn't really do out of the box. Like, oh, and, and fate also fate also doesn't do mystery. Right. Well. I was that was the first thing I was about to say. Fate doesn't really do a mystery. Like if you want to do mystery. If you want to play a game that's like all about investigating mysteries or 
or like a CSI or like solving a murder, solving a murder or any of that. Not all of the information is up front. Right. Fate kind of is not so great. Kind of no good for that. The wrong tool. Although I do have a really good fate supplement. I actually got it at a 1D4 con. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a really good fate supplement called the Demolished Ones. Mm -hmm. That's basically like a dark city kind of like like a spiritual mystery and it's really well done but it it involves like kind of breaking one of fate's rules which is not all of the information is available to the players right away yeah it's a third party thing right yes okay well that that, that's that's someone definitely changing it if they want to yes (laughs) yeah i mean it's cool that someone did that because you certainly could all of these things you certainly could change and turn the dials on your own to make them fit something else. But then you are doing that work. That's not like that. You put a a different drill bit on the end or whatever. Like you could absolutely try to mod D and D to fix the issues that we are constantly having. Absolutely. I may have to deliver that line again because my effects or alarms are about to go off. Oh, okay. Do you need to go take your meds? Alexa. Stop. (laughs) We have an echo. Okay. I mean, we have an echo when you wander away from the computer. She's, no, I mean, we have, an, uh, we have an Amazon echo. Oh, 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 okay. And we're all very suspicious of her. Uh, you should be. <laughs> I mean, I know you can hear me, but I feel like I need to yell because your voice is really distant. Now that I know I'm in your ears, I'm just going to keep talking to you. She was probably smart enough to put her headphones down around her neck so she can't hear me constantly talking to her while she's not at the keyboard. Spoiler, I'm doing two things at once. Oh, look at him sleeping, though. He's got, like, a smooth forehead. <laughs> He's got a little egg head. I'm taking my medicine. Take your medicine. Here I go. Listen, Margaret, this this Ray in the background thing is, like, comedy gold for the cold open, and you should make the Margaret extended cut cold open for this, like, four minutes long like he did that one time that was a gimme that was a total layup you should have caught that <laughs> give terry another aneurysm I can hear you maybe 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 put this at the end of the episode no <laughs> did you take your vitamin d oh throw it back maybe you should just release this whole thing as like a freebie to patrons because i bet it's funny this is when I fart in the mic to spite you. <laughs> Hi there. Hi. What were we talking about? Uh, the fate fractal and fate being an open-ended system. Fate is difficult to use in mysteries. Right, and, and oh, we also... were changing if we changing it if we wanted to, and like, yes, you right. could you could bolt any of these things onto D and D, but. Fate doesn't handle a lot of things that you think of when it comes to traditional games, like, you know, hit points or spell slots. Although it could. You can absolutely change those things to improve them. And and when I say that, it's not a change it if you want to. It's fate is a very modular system. But if you're looking for a game, excuse me, if you're looking for a game that has those things right up front and you don't have to, like, plug and play them in, fate is not for you. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) If you're looking for a game that doesn't require you to do a lot of back-end work to match the game that you want, Fate is not for you. Yeah. Deceptively work-heavy. Yeah, deceptively work-heavy. That's all I I wanted to talk about. 
Okay. Well, um, I think that means it's time for the mid-episode break. Yeah, let's go. This is really. Fr- I this is a really front-loaded episode. <laughs> I should have like. Yeah, it is. I should have fucking taken my medicine while you were doing the break. Yeah, we could have done that. I'll just put some cream on my coffee. I'll be right back. I'm okay. All right. Go do this. I'll do the break while you do that. BXP is part of the Misdirected Mark Network. She's not here to bang. Oh, thank you. <laughs> A super huge shout out to our our new patrons and everyone else who's up there pledged during this absolutely batshit time. Uh, love you. Yeah, we love you. We appreciate you so much. Uh, if you want to appreciate us too, check us out at patreon.com slash bonus experience. The hustle never stops. Uh, I get that bread. Yep. If you don't have dollars, you can always leave a good review. Um, it does genuinely help more people give us their ears. Uh, wait, yeah. Wait. No, well, mm. no. No. Um, uh, I don't want your ears. Okay. We don't want your literal ears, but we do want you to listen to us. Uh, if you aren't interested in a BXP subscription, you can always buy merch from our Redbubble store, um, buy products that we worked through on DriveThruRPG. Um, they all, we have an affiliate code. You can just buy other shit and give us money, even if it's, mm-hmm. even if you're not interested in any of the stuff we worked yeah. on. Yeah. You yeah. can, you can find all that on the how to give us money page on bxpcast.com. Yeah. Speaking, it really helps us out. Speaking of supporting people, um, BXP is also sponsored by Nerdy Kepi. Uh, they have pride masks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like every pride that you could think of. Yes. Uh, and they have the cool <laughs> ones that like, oh, I punched my mic. I'm sorry, Margaret. Uh, they have the cool ones that like go around your neck and up over your nose. Um, and then they're also hand making, um, like, I think they just use their old fabric. Uh, just handmade a bunch of like custom masks with whatever they had around. So you should check out what's out there. Uh, and those are the ones that like hook over your ears and look more like the surgical mask. Yeah, yeah, but they have masks, and you should support them. And you should, among other things, they also <clears throat> right. have, you know. Oh, they have a ton of stuff, but boots and stickers and, and bags packs. and leggings and mugs and, and hats and yarmulkes. Yeah, and yarmulkes <laughs> and so much like there's so much stuff we couldn't possibly list it all. But I know that cool masks are definitely a thing to have, and maybe a thing to have Very for topical. a while. Very topical. Yes. So get. A pride mask and feel really rad when you're inside terrified. Um, so use code BXPCAST at checkout on nerdykepi.com for 10% off and that coupon never expires. Support a small queer business. That's nerdykepi, N-E-R-D-Y-K-E-P-P-I-E.com, code BXPCAST. Thank you. No uh, problem. All right, let's, let's get back to the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's it. That was really that was really short. Yeah. Are we missing something? No. Are you sure? Yeah. We we usually ramble through it, and I really cut it down this time. But don't you normally have a show that you like oh, to tell? Oh fuck! People I about? have to tell people about the MMP show. Shit, you're right. <laughs> I did. How about this. that one that was? How about that one that was any nominated? Uh, Unlike us, because I beefed the date. <laughs> uh, are you talking about she's a super I was geek? Gonna su- I was gonna submit us to the Ennies. I was. We don't. And then I realized that I was three days late for the due date because I misread the due, the due date. And fucking not this year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need their. We don't I need do. no. Anyway. <laughs> I, I need their validation. That's the word I was Shut looking up. for. She's a Any super just geek. just for me. 
Okay, super, okay. <laughs> She's a Super Geek is an Emmy-nominated actual play podcast highlighting women as GMs. Join them every other Tuesday for lots of different RPGs and guests. Okay, listen. Yeah? We're in our third season. Uh-huh. Why haven't we been on She's a Super Geek? Uh, scheduling. That's bullshit. <laughs> Letter writing campaign, everyone. Listen to see She's a Super Geek. Get their email. Email them. Please don't do this. Demand Please that don't Ray do and this. Monica we can just join She's a Super Geek. This is, don't, tweet at Senda. Please don't tweet at Senda. We can just Tweet at Senda. We are, we're on Why a, haven't Ray and Monica been on Super Geek? Listen. <laughs> listen, we're all on the same network Slack. I can just ask Senda if we want to be on it. Ask Senda on Slack. Okay. I, I will ask Senda on Slack. Please do not bother Senda. <laughs> Please don't give Senda a hard time. Yeah, please she's, don't give Senda a hard she's time. She's genuinely really sweet, and yeah. I'm not actually mad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, hi, Julia. <gasps> she just brought me food. <sighs> Let's move on. Julia. <laughs> She can't hear you. She left. Julia. <laughs> I have a giant plate of scrambled eggs, grits, and oh. a cinnamon bun. Holy shit. Yeah, so you're going to hear me eating for a sec, but please oh my God. carry on with the next point. Uh, But the next point... It's like all me. It's all you. Okay, well, hang on. I'm going <laughs> to take you're, a bite. Pass me that cinnamon bun. I'll help you out. No, I want to <laughs> eat it. Oh, fuck. This is Monica. Really yeah. What do people really mean when they say the rules get out of the way? Oh, thanks for asking. I hate this. <laughs> this is worthless. This is worthless. Yeah, um, it means that they're experiencing the mechanics supporting the flavor in a way that's harmonious, properly creating the feel the game says whatever it is should have. Mm. Uh, which is a lot of words. Yes. Um, so how about this? Um, have you ever played a game that promised to be heroic or have, air quotes, cinematic action, and then your character is constantly missing and nobody can remember what their stuff does because it's got, like, too many steps to use? And so yeah. your cinematic fight is mostly a bookkeeping fight? Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's the mechanics failing to do what they say they do. Uh, um, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, mm, yeah, but a lot of <laughs> other games, too. Even ones oh. we like. Oh, did you mean... Yeah, and I also mean... Um, oh, mm -hmm. Okay, well, how can how can we yeah. designers and GMs get good at making the rules get out of the way? <laughs> <laughs> you just pelted me in cinnamon bun crumbs. <laughs> I'm eating the grits right now. Um, oh, then why does it smell like cinnamon bun? <laughs> I don't. Well, because there's cinnamon bun on my plate. Uh, I mean, I did make a whole show to talk about this topic exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, so so saying the rules get out of the way just means I know how to game design. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Listen, you, but you're already here, so that's a good first step. Um, but more seriously, uh, play lots of games. Lots of them. Maybe yeah. I should post a picture of what my gaming bookshelf looks shelves look like. Oh, what a great idea, Monica. That may, that Didn't is you already promised to do that. Did I? And then not? No, I can't, I, I did follow up on taking the the Discord wanted me to take pictures of random cool books off my shelf, oh, and I forgot okay. for several days, but I did then post it. Okay, my disdain is withdrawn. Okay, I did eventually remember. Good. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do it tomorrow, and then I did it like four days later. <laughs> 
and then so the, play lots of games. Anyway, yeah, lots play of lots them. of games, lots of them. Try games <laughs> you think you won't like, or at least read them. Um, try games you think you will like. Expand your palette. Uh, it's kind of like being a good writer in this way, which fuck yeah. reminds me I need to read more. I yeah, me too. <laughs> I have a tr- I have trouble with reading. Honestly, mm. I don't. I feel like it takes up too much of my focus now. Mm. Like it makes my brain super itchy. Mm. I'm gonna try audiobooks and see if it doesn't give me the same problem. I have but, a uh, problem in anyway. much. Go on, carry in, on. In much the same way that you know, being a good writer, you know, read more. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just read or play the games that are good. Like you, you gotta dive into the ones that are just bad, that are just abject garbage. <laughs> if you can figure out what it is about a game's mechanics that drive you up the fucking wall, that is honestly just as useful as finding a game with mechanics totally sublime. Yeah, man. Um. I like to say that I got so good at... I mean, I'm still learning. I don't want to make this sound like I'm the pinnacle of game design and that I have nothing left to learn because it is a constant... <laughs> is a constant upward, like, struggle. And I have bad ideas often. I just... They just don't go to print. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I, I like to think that I really honed my skills because... Exalted sec at first and second edition, but a lot of second edition were really bad examples, and I like they were basically two primers on what not to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also recommend listening to System Mastery if you want to hear other people read through bad old games, so you don't have to. Great idea. Yeah, I mean, I also uh, should have told my story about how I've been reading through Rule Cyclopedia D and D for fun up top, but oh well. You could do that right now. Oh, I could do it right now. Except you're reading Cinnamon Bun. <laughs> There's still the grits. <laughs> Are you one of those people that eats all of one food at a time before no, moving I'm, on to the next? No, I'm I'm making a textural delight of scrambled egg plus um, grits. <laughs> like I I want to eat all I, I it's more uh, I want to eat all the savory stuff first and then I want to eat the oh. cinnamon bun. Right, right, gotcha. Uh, I, I eat just one thing at a time on my plate. I'll eat all the mashed potatoes. Then all the broccoli, then all the chicken. Huh. I will sometimes. I'm currently just like fork, making a fork full of like scrambled egg plus grit in a like meat and mashed potatoes sort of way. Like I do that too. Oh, I'll probably yeah. like make yeah. like a little flavor combo on my fork and then just. <laughs> anyway, I've been reading through Rule Cyclopedia D and D. Oh yeah. Which is from 1991, but it's sort of like um like a best of, of, um all the box set D&Ds. So, like, the, oh, okay. the basic set, and so on, like, the red box, the white box, and all that. And, like, it's, like, a combination of all of them. And there are some parts of it, but I haven't gotten too far in because it's a big old grungy book. There are some parts <laughs> of it that are, like, bad. Because <laughs> okay, it's from 1991. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we've we've come so far. Uh, and, you know, parts of it that are um, racist, because it's from 1991. And it's uh-huh. D&D. Uh, uh-huh. And there are parts of it that are, like, way ahead of its time. And things that, like, people are just now talking about and rediscovering. Like, oh, really? Like, Rule Cyclopedia fucking tells you to do Session Zero. Really? Yes, really. Oh. Uh, and it tells you to make your backstories together as a group. I and like it tells that. you yeah. that if your DM wants to shoehorn something into your backstory, you should tell him, because it only uses he, him pronouns, because 1991... Oh. Um, right. <laughs> you should tell him that, like, 
maybe you don't like that idea, and the two of you should compromise on something cool. What? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Also, it tells you, like, to award bonus experience for (gasps) playing your role particularly well. Ah, damn. Wow, 1991, huh? Yeah, 1991. But but also, it's it's the, like, combo of all the box sets, which were from the late 80s. The mid to yeah, late eighties, yeah. so like, yeah, yeah. This it, the the like ultimate edition came out in nineteen ninety one, but I assume that those concepts probably were somewhere in the rest. Wow. Huh. But yeah, it straight up is like character creation can take a while, so everyone should sit down and make their characters together to make sure that the adventuring party has like a cohesive story and that everyone's on the same page about what sort of dungeon you're playing through. What a novel fucking concept. What a novel fucking concept <laughs> that's been in that's been in the there since since the get go. Yeah, but people just sort of ignored it. Yeah, and of course there's shit like, uh, you know, um, elf is a class, so uh, it's very, (laughs) it's very like race essentialist. Uh huh. Uh, And like, it's it's one of those things where simultaneously there's like the wizard is a black dude, but at the same time like there's also some hella racist art. (laughs) Gygax giveth, Gygax taketh away. I mean, I don't think he was, he wasn't involved in making this, because there was, like, a bunch of the box sets, like, it was his game, but, like, um, a bunch of other people, still also old white dudes, um, Mm. edited it and, like, did their own takes on it, which is why there were so many (laughs) different versions, and that this is, like, the ultimate edition and it really wasn't just Gygax it was a bunch of these other people who made it a little less all right so an anthology in like the the strictest sense mm-hmm. okay think of it less like an anthology and more like v20 yeah okay because like v20 is still classic vampire the masquerade but it's been cleaned up it's like brought in a bunch of the other rules from the whole length of the line to like make the version that's a vampire that's in V20 sort of the best vampire. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So it's been a fun little jaunt through like, wow, some of this is terrible. And like, wow, we have forgotten the face of our father. (laughs) (laughs) Like all these, I had a dream about that. Forgetting the face of your father. I, yeah, I or had the dark a, tower. I had a, weird <laughs> dreams last night. That mm-hmm. what I okay. So puppy story. Mm-hmm. He's a very fussy, particular boy when it comes to sleeping. Mm-hmm. He was doing just fine in his kennel for the longest time, which he preferred because you know it's it's safe. It's a it's like a little den to sleep in. Um, but he's now gotten big enough that it, I guess it's not very comfortable for him because he spent two nights in a row just huffing and puffing and rolling around and, and crying and we'd oh okay he must need to go out and we'd let him out and he'd like pee a little bit and I'd be like Ugh. and we'd get him back in and then an hour later uh, uh, uh. so the night before yesterday really the morning before yesterday because it was 4 a.m and my husband and I are just fucking exhausted and we're finally like oh fuck it and we take him out of the crate and put him on the bed with us which I don't know if I've told this story but we already have a giant golden retriever sleeping on the bed with us for this exact from this like consequences for this exact action because one night we decided let's have the puppy sleep up here with us now he sleeps up with us all the time 
So Bulldog Puppy slept on the bed with us. He slept like a baby for four hours straight. We woke up at eight or nine and it was like, what luxury? Because normally we wake up at six. Um, So last night we were just like, all right, let's commit to this. And he slept with us on the bed all night, which was both wonderful because I love, (laughs) I, I actually really like, like the like weight and pressure, like maybe I should get myself a weighted blanket, but I don't because I have dogs and they sleep directly on top of me. (laughs) So both dogs are sleeping directly on top of me. I was very hot and sweaty and I had a lot of very strange dreams. (laughs) And one of them, one of them involved, I don't even fucking remember. It was just that jolt when you said forgotten the face of our father. And I was like, I don't know about that. And it wasn't specifically about the dark tower. It was about me talking about the dark tower. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's it. That's all. That's That's the whole story. (laughs) That's the whole story. Thanks. And then it lead up to, I had a dream about it. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Asking to hear about someone's character or someone's campaign is sort of like asking to hear about someone's dream. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I also enjoy all of those things for kind of the same reason. But and it also gives you the mental image of me like sleeping like some northern high queen surrounded by my hounds (laughs) (laughs) while my consort sleeps in a different location. (laughs) Mm. Mm. I wake up covered in golden retriever hair. Queen of the Frozen North. That's me. Except it's hot here now. <laughs> Except it's really hot and sweaty. Yeah. I guess that All makes right, us well. done, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so where can they find our show? They can find the show at bxpcast.com, part of the Misdirected Mark no- Network. Bing! Monica, where could they email us? If they want to email us about maybe some cool games we forgot to talk about, there's lots of them. Um, or they want to discuss how you could use these tools in different ways, you could shoot us an email at bonusexpcast at gmail.com. Have we been checking that? Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> uh, how about Twitter? Uh, we, Twitter? What we haven't been doing Twitter? is updating the website. Uh, oh, no. We're, we're a whole season behind. It's fine. 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 I mean, you can it's still fine. find the BXP feed on Misdirected Mark's site, so it's not it's like fine. it's not there. Our episodes yeah, are on the yeah, internet. It's Don't fine. worry. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, t- what about Twitter? Yeah, Twitter? Twitter. Uh, yeah. If you want to <laughs> tell us to update our fucking website, you, Shush. Can, you can add us. No, it's my fault too. Don't worry. Uh, you can add us at bonus exp cast. Uh, what about you? What about me? I mean, if you want to hear me talk about game design stuff um, and get retweeted by astrological psychic bots. <laughs> Psyons. Yes, and how uh, and how many times I've gotten the D and D retweets bot to retweet one of my D and D tweets about not playing D and D? It's happened a couple times, and I feel like I've won something every time it happens. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can That's follow me. Good. It's great at Zenith Sun. You can follow me at Ray W Cole. I don't have anything clever to say about it. You can just follow me if you want. Are you still retweeting pictures of your lettuce husband? (laughs) Occasionally, yeah. I actually have a fandom account for that now. So uh, the amount of lettuce husbands on my main account, down by 80%. I also made a fandom account, so... 
We're learning. Less lesbians Adapting. on Adapting. Less lesbians on my feed. No, that's a lie. True. <laughs> Just less of those specific ones. Those specific, yeah, right. There's tons of lesbians on my feed. Did I send you the screen cap of the thing I said to someone where I was like, this isn't even my ship. I just follow a lot of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody get out. Oh, yeah. it's We've been at this for a while. I know. I've been holding up my kitchen like for ransom. Okay. My oldest is trying desperately to play video games, and he's very frustrated with me, but I love him. He's patient and kind and so smart and compassionate and wonderful, and he's giving me a thumbs up and a nod. <laughs> he's like... And he hasn't had a haircut in about four months. Mm-hmm. Right? Four months? Something like that. He's got really thick, curly hair, so his hair is growing up. it gives him the illusion of height (laughs) he can brush it straight up and he looks like a mad scientist it's adorable i love it he's already pretty tall so he's like he's already six feet he's 14 and he's six feet tall that's a big boy help me i can't um yeah all right anyway oh they're still here get out everybody yeah we gotta go we gotta go i'm gonna finish these and i'm gonna eat that cinnamon roll Change it if you want to. Change it. Cinnamon roll, though. Change it if you Give want to. Give me your cinnamon no, roll. No! There's more. Come get some. Give me your hot. This one's mine. <laughs> Change it if you want to. Bye. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray, and edited by Margaret. Our logo and art are by Nino Studios. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK, and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. Bonus Experience is a part of the Misdirected Mark Network. This podcast is a permanent charm, reducing the difficulty of all storyteller roles by your essence. We'll see you next time.